It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi back for another week. Hello, Naomi. How are you going? Nikki, I'm very well. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know what? The sun is shining at the moment. Here we go. Always talking about the weather first up. And uh, even though we're sort of going into winter at the moment, it is feeling absolutely beautiful here. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I mean, it was uh, it was really warm in Brisbane yesterday to the point where um, the kids actually asked if I could put the air conditioning on. I was oh like, no. We're in like, what are we in? We're nearly May. Anyone needs yeah. to put the- Actually, I did see somewhere uh, that one of, I think it was one of the footy players on the news last night was like, oh, it hasn't dipped below 27 in Queensland this year. And I was like, oh, because we've had some icy cold mornings here already. So uh, oh. I'm looking, uh, I already want summer to come because I love it so much. We've got winter pyjamas and everything and the kids haven't been able to wear them yet. They're still going to bed with the fan on every night. Um, Oliver, he's a hot sleeper, so he goes to bed with the air conditioner on each night and I turn it off when we go to bed. Isn't it funny that you talk about hot sleepers because today's conversation is all about sleeping and uh, just before we get into what we're actually going to talk about, I have the same but my kids still share a same room at the age of four and we have one who's a really hot sleeper and one who gets icy cold. So getting the temperature sort of at that middle level and then having the extra blankets for one and stripping the other one down right to the point of the different pyjamas, it's quite a balance. (laughs) It is hard, isn't it? It really is. I mean, we ended up buying Oliver one of those cooling pillows for that reason. Oh, that's cool. I haven't heard about that. Oh, they're really good. I mean, we just got ours from Costco, but you can buy them from anywhere. Um, And his pillow actually feels cold because his head really sweats. Um, So, yeah, the pillow just keeps his head cooler. That is so, I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, Talking all things sleeping, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about uh, this week. We're going to talk about sleeping arrangements when you first get your kids home because it's quite overwhelming to even think about it and planning it, isn't it, Naomi? Absolutely. Oh, gosh. I mean, and also for me, I mean, my baby spent uh, five weeks in special care and I was scared to bring them home. Mm. It is very nerve wracking and you kind of don't know what to do, but uh, we'll talk through what we did next. It's Talking Twins and More. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More and Naomi this week. We're talking around sleeping arrangements when you first bring your bubs home. Now, this is a big thing. I don't know about you, um, and I'll be interested to hear your story about this, but I went through quite a lot of thought process to get to our final sleeping arrangement. Yeah, I did too, and it was something that kind of caught me by surprise. I think I had underestimated how important and how much... Uh, I guess thought that does have to go into it. I mean, I was really under-researched on the whole parenting thing when I fell pregnant with the boys and I didn't realise how big a deal it was going to be. Me either. And the sleeping arrangements definitely took up quite a lot of my mental process. Mm -hmm. So I'd be interested to um, hear your side of that and share my side and then find out what other people have done. Well, let's start with you. Um, you obviously did put a lot of thought. When did that thought start and what sort of research did you do into it? Well, it wasn't really um, a lot of research in terms of, I mean, I looked up the SIDS guidelines and things like that. Um, but for me, it was a practicality thing. Now, we have a long hallway. So we have um, our master bedroom is at the top mm-hmm. and then there's, a long hallway and then the other two bedrooms are right down the other end. Yeah, right. 
so it wasn't just going to be pop into the room next door. Yeah. And I'm, when, when I say long, it's not like it was 100 metres or anything like but that. Long it's enough. just an ordinary house. Yeah. But in the middle of the night when it's, you've got screaming babies and it's cold, the other thing, because I've got winter babies, mm. the last thing you want to do is to run down a long hallway. So we, um, the only thing that we bought brand new for our babies was the, the cot set up and a pram, which we can talk about later. But um, someone also gave us a cot. Right. And what we ended up doing was setting up their nursery with the two lovely new cots in it, mm. but then decided that we were going to have them in our bedroom because it was too far away. So we just put the third cot up in our bedroom. And that worked out well in, later on because um, I could separate them for sleeps if I needed to or, mm-hmm. you know, for day sleeps or anything like that. So we ended up um, with the babies in our room um, and we just had the cot um, long ways against the end of our bed. Mm-hmm. So um, with the side up, so it was kind of like they were definitely within arm's reach, but it was not um, down the end of the end of the hallway and we didn't need a baby monitor then or anything like that. Uh, and that worked out really well for us. Um, we didn't do bassinets. We didn't do anything like that. We just popped them both straight into the same cot when they got home in our bedroom. Oh, wow. What about fantastic. you? Well, my situation was a bit different. Like you, the, one of the things that we bought brand new for the boys was cots. Um, I wanted to make sure that their mattresses, like we knew where their mattresses had come. So we set up the yeah, nursery. Um, what was that? Yeah, the, yeah, mattresses was mm. definitely one thing for me um, mm. in saying that. They slept on this second-hand one that we were given. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Well, it was the same with me. So I wasn't going to do bassinets either. Um, I was like, oh, no, they'll grow out of bassinets so quickly. Like, there's no point. And then somehow we got given one bassinet. And then I sort of started thinking about it. We thought, well, what are we going to do? Because even though their room was next to ours, um, we were sort of a little unsure whether we'd want the bassinets and then we ended up finding it a really cheap one on, you know, local buy swap sell or something like that. That was only about 30, 40 bucks. And I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll get a second one just in case we need it. Worst case scenario, we just chuck it out, whatever. So we ended up with these two bassinets. One had wheels and one didn't. And you know what? For near six months, my boys slept in bassinets. Oh, right. They didn't in the even same room? Their cots. All over the place. Um, my boys were severe colic, very, very severe colic. So sleep was really, really bad and we literally didn't sleep. For the first three months, I don't think I slept more than twice in my bed. I spent yeah. the entire three months on the couch, living on the couch. Oh. And I would, I just had one of the bassinets and the boys actually fitted in one bassinet together. Okay. Um, it was quite a large bassinet at first and they would sleep either one on me, one on, in the bassinet because they just didn't sleep. They were horrific sleepers um, and I would just rotate them or they would sleep top to tail in the bassinet until they got too big and then I moved them to separate bassinets and then they were in our room because by then I was just so exhausted. I couldn't even drag my body out of bed to walk into the room next door so it was just easier to have them next to us in the bassinets. So they didn't I end up. I remember that feeling. Yeah. So they didn't. We didn't end up with them in their own room until they were about six months, and that was purely yeah. because they were just such colicky babies. They did not sleep. They were up. We were up and down with them constantly. If they weren't in their bassinet, they were on us. If they weren't on us, they were in a swing. 
They needed movement. We would drive for hours. We'll come back to this in sleep, but we would drive for hours just to try and get them to sleep. Um, They were horrifically colicky babies. And those first three months, because Chris had to go back to work very soon after the boys were delivered. And so for me, I didn't even get off the couch. I really didn't. I just would, I would lie the boys next to me, like in the bassinet next to me. And I just, I just, you know, nap on the couch as I could because it was easier. It was literally easier. So we ended up using these and same thing. I don't know how much they were safe bassinets, but I didn't do as much research into the bassinets as I did to the boys' cots because I thought, oh, they'll be in these cots so quickly and they were just so tiny and they didn't grow for so long that they just (laughs) ended up living in these bassinets for six months of their lives. That's funny, isn't it? I, yeah, because I did do a lot of research into the cots and we went to the baby shop. We mm-hmm. did several trips to the baby shop We and we even measured them and fitted them into the room and all of that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, they ended up sleeping in the second-hand cot in our room for the first six months. Well, I when was... we did move them mm. to their own cots, because it was right down the end of the hallway, we just moved into the spare room so we could be next to them. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny? So we didn't actually sleep in our own room. So yeah. we slept in our own room for the first six months. And then when we moved them into their own bedroom, um, we just slept in the bedroom next to them. I mean, I was breastfeeding. So by that stage, um, Dave wasn't getting up to help with any of the feeds or anything because, mm. um, I mean, by six months, you know, it was... All under control. We sort of had that <laughs> bit under control. They were just waking every three hours, which they continued to do. Mm. until I stopped breastfeeding them um, at 18 months. So that was a very long first couple of years. How did you cope with that? Oh, it's just the lack of sleep. Honestly, that lack of sleep is just, yeah. It's destructive. We'll talk about this when we do the Mm. sleep, but I wish I'd gotten a sleep consultant in. I used to think it was, I was failing Mm. if I had done something like that. But I regret, that's my biggest regret. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, totally. Um, but we'll talk about that. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, then they moved into their own cot, into their room, um, and we slept in the room next door. And we, we must have slept down there for another six months, I guess, before we eventually moved back into our room. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? We were adamant yeah. that we were never going to have the boys in our room, um, and it was just it was just a, a situation where these two kids would not sleep, and we were just desperate. We were absolutely desperate. So. After about three months, once they started to sort of have slightly longer periods without needing feeds, and I had to wean the boys relatively early by three and a half months, I was starting to come off off breast and go on to bottle, and, and that evened a lot of stuff out for us. Didn't unfortunately didn't make the big the big change to the colic that we thought that it was going to, um, but yeah, they ended up we ended up putting a bassinet in like both bassinets in our room for probably another three months until they got to the point where we could actually leave them in their cots and they would somewhat settle and somewhat sleep um but yeah Mm. it was it was we had a really rough and we'll get to this again with the sleeping we had a really rough time with them um so for me it was bizarre because I just I never thought about using bassinets I never intended and this one bassinet that we had that when the boys were really little when we first brought them home um, you know, it fitted both of them and it had wheels and it had like a little tray underneath it where I could put extra nappies and stuff. So, you know, oh, for the perfect. middle of the night, I really didn't have to do a lot. Yeah, and that's as nice. I said, I'd find a lot of the time because of the colic, you know, one one would be up later than the other. And so one would have like a decent nap 
while I was trying to settle the other one and then they flip over for whatever reason. Um, so rarely were they actually in there together and if they were, they were fine. They fitted next to each other um, and then as they got a bit b- bigger, I topped and tailed them before they moved to their own bassinets and then eventually their cots. So it was I really think if strange. we'd only had one baby, I would have used one of those um, arms reach co-sleepers. Yeah. And just yeah. had them on the side of the bed. Yeah. Um, and we did talk about getting maybe two of those and putting one on each side, but I was breastfeeding. I would have had to have somehow reached over Dave if he'd slept through it. I mean, if he was awake, obviously he'd just passed me a baby. But, um, yeah, so for us just to put them, uh, we just lowered the cot um, and had it on our side. So I just kind of sat up in bed, crawled to the end of <laughs> end of my own bed to to get the baby, bring one up, bring the other up, feed them and then just pop them back down. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what else we got? Um, and we got them fairly early on because, I mean, there's the whole co-sleeping situation and what do people do? But every so often we wanted to put them in our beds or early in the morning or something and we had these little protectors. Have you seen those? I've seen those, Yeah, yes. they're like almost like a wedge. Them- Yes, I didn't see them though until after mm. our babies um, were had well and truly grown out of that. And I mean, I don't know anything about the the SID side of that, but if I, I think that would be something I would have been really interested in. Well, we we use them. Like I, I got yeah. them not long after the boys were born. They were something that we went and bought because we were just again we were so pre- predominantly the boys would sleep in their cot, and as I said, I didn't even go to bed. But every so often, I would just want to lie down in my own bed if it was after a feed or something, and and just have them next to me without them needing absolutely. to be in their bassinets. And so, and I like most mothers was absolutely terrified about doing the wrong thing in a co-sleeping yeah. situation. And we also had to go away. It was the boys were only six weeks when we first went on our first trip. I think we've talked about that and we did take a bassinet with us but there was a couple of nights where we're just going to stay in a hotel we're like what do we do do we get the bassinet out anyway we found these things we didn't end up sleeping with them between us until they were a bit older Um, but they are basically like a wedge and you put the baby's top pretty much top half and most of their legs when they're little fit on it and there's like a triangle that you can wedge underneath that raises them a little bit so they've got the, the elevation and they've got a, a, a barrier so they basically can't roll underneath you um, or you know really you roll on top of them um, and they were really really good um we didn't have any issues obviously with them um we kept our blankets and everything very very far away I was absolutely and I'm a very light sleeper so I would I rarely slept very solidly next to the boys anyway um but Chris is a very solid sleeper and he kept them you know he it it was a big buffer between the boys and him if he was ever asleep if he was ever asleep in bed next to them or even if we were just hanging out on a Sunday morning we put them in this and there's no way you could could have you know I mean I guess if you really tried you could but they they were really good and you could have them in your bed with you without being worried about any kind of yeah issues perfect so I really liked those that's great yeah that's my little tip. <laughs> As I said, Perfect. I don't know. Do your research though because it's each to their own. But uh, certainly I found that those were helpful and I ended up using bassinets, which just blew my mind. So we'd love to hear what our listeners did. What did you do when you first brought your babies home? Did you sleep them in bassinets in your own room? Did you have um, cot in your room? Did they share a cot? What did the, the triplet parents do? You know, how do you fit three cots in your room? Mm. I mean, it all comes down to your house size, your house layout, your bedroom size. But what did, what worked best for you? 
let us know. Head to our Facebook page. We'd love to hear your comments. Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. That's it for us for this week. We'll be back with an, uh, another episode of Talking Twins and More, the Multiple Births podcast. Don't forget to catch up on all the episodes. We'll see you then. Talk to you then, Nikki. Bye. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.